Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Glory podcast. We have a very special guest with us this week from GDC Tennis head coach Chase Hodges. Coach, how are we doing? Doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me on. No rings today. I'm surprised. It's uh, fall season. Oh, we don't rock the rings during fall Correct. season. Ah, Correct. Ah, so it's a spring thing. Yes. We'll get to the spring season in just a minute. Sounds good. Are you uh, you recovered from Rome? I mean, that's that's a no. long three day grind out there in the sun. Yeah, it was a grind. I mean, we uh, we left Thursday and, and got back late Sunday, so you kind of use Monday as your uh, recovery day. And here we are Tuesday, feeling pretty good. I know the athletes get sore and yeah. you know get tired physically. Yeah. I've noticed over the years the coaches get hoarse. So, so is your voice recovered is, is the real question. Yeah, yeah, it's recovered. I think the biggest thing is, as you know, I mean, the, the matches are just so intense, uh, especially once you get to the semifinal and final round. It's extremely intense. Every point is, is huge. Um, so many momentum shifts. Uh, tennis is a, a great sport from a standpoint of, you know, you can have seven or eight momentum shifts in the course of a match, and really things can change pretty quickly. So, uh you know, that part of it makes it a bit exhausting. But at the end of the day, uh, when you're winning national titles, we were fortunate to get one. It, it kind of, uh, you forget about all that. We have you on record previously yeah. saying that Mobile may be your yeah. your favorite city outside of Atlanta. Right. Because of the success the Grizzlies have had. You've joked about buying a vacation home down there yeah. whenever you yeah. retire. Absolutely. Uh, because you love it so much. It is. Do you have place. a second favorite city? Second favorite um I mean, Rome, Georgia is creeping up. It's getting it's up creeping there. up because, I mean, Rome's just a great spot. I mean, it's a uh, if you haven't been there, it's one of the best tennis facilities in the country. Um, nice city, uh, close to GGC. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll continue to hold that event there. Um, we've been very successful. And uh, I put it as a distant number two, though. Oh, distant number two. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Mobile's like that. a heavy favorite at one. Rome, distant. But it is second. Well, for the average consumer out there yep. for, for tennis, this is probably the most confusing thing sure. for them to understand is the difference between the fall season yep. and the spring season right. for our athletes in your tennis program. Explain that to me. Well, biggest difference is fall is all about individuals. Uh, it's all about singles national titles and doubles national titles. Uh, as a tennis player, your uh, team season is January to May. And that's when you're competing for GGC. You're trying to beat other teams. You're competing, competing for that team national title. In the fall, it's really uh, individual based to get you ready for the spring. Um, but it's a great opportunity to kind of prove your worth as an individual for the team in the fall. And I think it's fantastic that you can look at it from the sense of you could be the best tennis player in the nation. Right. But if you're on a bad team, right. you're never going to win the team national championship. So yep. the fall and what the a culmination of Rome is sure. you can represent your school and yourself and you could be crowned a national champion. Correct. What does it say for GDC tennis that you guys are able to compete in both seasons and win national championships? Well, that's the goal. I mean, we're, we've been fortunate. Uh, typically when you have really good players um, on your team and you're going to be solid in both and we've been able to do that. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we just want to keep racking up those national titles, whether it's team, or individual, they all count as a national title. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to play for. Uh, each individual, when you come to GGC and you go to practice every day, you can see the banners of all of our national champions and singles and doubles. Um, you see those banners dedicated to them, the photo banners as well. Uh, so every player wants to get on on that uh, 
at that facility on the on the fence there to be able to kind of showcase themselves. So uh, the motivation is definitely high to be able to get one of those. And we have a new face to add yep. um, down at the GGC tennis facility. Yep. Maria Genovese wins the women's singles individual NAI national championship. Yep. Describe her journey just a little bit because she was new to GDC last year, but now in the fall competing an individual. It started all the way back at the South Region Championship. Explain yep. that progression to the picture everyone sees in her holding the trophy. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, I got to give credit to you guys. I mean, I think it was her being on this show. I mean, I really think that set her up. The queen of the uh, South. To win this thing, really. I mean, because once you got her on the show, I think that uh, – you know, that basically gave her momentum heading into Rome. But, you know, her journey here has been phenomenal. She came from uh, Tyler Junior College, where she won an individual national championship at the JUCO level in singles. Um, she played there for two years, arrived at GGC last fall, um, and basically um, made it all the way to the finals in singles and doubles in Rome last year. Uh, ultimately was unable to get it done, so she had a lot of motivation uh, looking for a bit of redemption heading into this fall. Um, this fall, she was um, more than ready once she got back. Uh, she played a great regional and, and got great competition from teammates and then really set the tone for Rome. And she went in as a heavy favorite, which is always difficult to do. It's difficult to go in as the one seed, and she went in as the one seed and, and got the title for us. And she becomes the third women's singles national champion in GGC history. We have Valeria Poda in 2015, uh, Madeline Bosniak in 2018, and now we have Maria Genovese in 2020 with number 29 as, for the program. That is some esteemed company to be associated with for it Maria. Is. It is. She's yeah. the third uh, women's singles champion and, and joins two phenomenal players. Um, and we're hoping that she'll have a chance to, to repeat it next year. Absolutely. And there were five Grizzlies in total that made it out of regional play into nationals that were right. Rome, Georgia. Um, we, we, we highlight here in, in Valentino Carantini. Yep. Um, he, I'll, I'll get to my point in a minute, but describe what he went through this weekend competing in both singles and doubles and, and advancing pretty far in both brackets. Yeah, I mean, Valentino, um, you know, he made the finals of singles. You know, he was one match away from bringing home a national title. Uh, we're talking about a guy that wasn't in our singles lineup last year. Really a phenomenal story. He's always been one of our best doubles players. Um, him, him and Benassia advanced to the uh, semifinals and nationals and doubles. Uh, Valentino's had a tremendous fall for us. Uh, obviously, we have a good amount of guys that are going to be returning in January, but uh, Valentino really put together some really impressive results in our regional to qualify for Rome and then really uh, played extremely well in the, all the way into the final um, and ran into a hot player in the final. So give credit to, to his opponent. But at the end of the day for Valentino, this was a, a huge experience for him from a confidence standpoint. And it's big for our team because I really feel like heading into the spring season, he's going to be really a staple in our lineup now. He's kind of established that tone. And uh, he's going to be a really, really tough out regardless of where he plays in our lineup. So uh, this fall was major for him from a motivational and from a confidence standpoint. And by my calculations, he played in seven matches in three days, both singles and doubles. Right. I'm not going to make an excuse for him yep. or, or take it away from what the young man from Kaiser did. Yep. But I stood there on Sunday and watched Valet just give it everything he had right. and to come up a little bit short. Yeah. And you know what really sank in for me? What's that? 
the accomplishment that Kevin Confederac did a number of years ago. Yeah. The, I, I watched yeah. Valley. It was really hard what he did yeah. to come up a little bit short in both brackets. Right. Where Kevin was a whole nother level. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kevin and um, obviously to even take it a step further, I mean, he had to win the NAIA, then he had to win the Super Bowl. So Correct. there was. I think it was matches. 11 matches in three days yeah. is what it was. Uh, Kevin won 11 matches in three days. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, it, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's one of those you look back in time and you don't really appreciate it until, you know, here we are in 2020 talking about it. But at the time, it was uh, absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, Valentino had a, an amazing tournament and he, he really left it all out there. He gave us 110 percent. And, uh, you know, the, the good thing for me from a coaching standpoint is I know he's going to be a, a tough out for any team that we face, uh, regardless of where he is in the lineup in the spring. So I feel like he's a he's going to be a real important piece for us as we look to, to 7P. And if Valet made a name for himself, yep. describe what Ava and Maria did in women's doubles because they didn't even know each other three no, months ago, much correct. less almost win a doubles national championship on the women's side. Put their accomplishment in perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, they basically were a couple points away from or two points away from winning a national championship. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was a, a situation where uh, that match really, you know, could have gone either way. A couple points here and there go our way. I think that we win that match. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you talk about a team that really has no experience playing together, uh, only played really two tournaments together. And for them to put together that type of run bodes really well for the future. And I think that uh, as they get more and more experience, they could be a favorite in that event in the future. So uh, just really proud of their effort. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where Abba is a, a freshman. She hasn't been here too long. So incredible experience for her. And, uh, you know, I'm all about the spring. Um, so for me, it just only is going to make her tougher out in the spring uh, once we get to the dual match season. So I saw this on social media, yeah. and um, I, I think I know the source here, but I, I just want to yeah, make see. sure we talk this out yeah, loud absolutely. a little bit here. That with Maria's Women's Individual National Championship, uh -huh. that brings the total number of national championships now to... 29. 29 national championships in eight and a half seasons for GGC Tennis. Well, we weren't able to compete for national championships until 2014. Just so, digging in even more. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, that's six years. Okay, okay. How about this number? And we missed a what's, year for COVID, the, so five. What's, what's the number? Uh, so, like, is it we've won 29 national championships out of 30 attempts, 40 attempts, 50 attempts? You'd have to ask Dale Long on that one. We'll, I will we'll say a this. On no, that I will say this. Um, it's 11 out of 12 for team. Correct. I got that. The, but, and the, we really didn't start the whole Oracle Cup, Super Bowl. Into, I mean, because I want to say well, Val was like one of our first ones. To yeah, do that. That we didn't. We didn't win. Well, that, that's good. Great, great point there, because our first national championships were in the spring of 2014. Correct. And then our individual national championships did not come until 17? fall of 2015. S 16? 15. 16 says 15, 15. says Dale. Yeah, uh, Valeria won one in 15. Oh, okay. Um, and I th and Kevin um, and Jordan, those guys. Yeah. So we're going back to 15. And they've changed the format too a little bit. So like we really don't know. We'd literally have to get pen and paper out. Yeah, we'll put Dale on that. But let's let's say let's say it's 50. 50 Is that okay. safe to say you've won 29 national championships out of 50 attempts? That's probably on the high side. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's yeah. not bad. It's okay. I mean, Freddie Freeman was batting pretty well in NLCS, and he was unable to advance. So it depends on how you look at it. I mean, we're we're batting over 
500 for national championships. You always can strive for more. Um, but yeah, it's excellent. But, um, you know, we've been in positions to win a few more. You know, I'm not trying, I'm always positive, but I mean, there's there's been quite a few second place finishes in there as well that we never talk about. Um, they don't get a banner. For no, they don't get really anything. Uh, they get a, you know, a fist bump. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those where we've been real fortunate to have you know, really phenomenal student athletes that, that really go out and represent GDC in a, in a first class way. And, you know, I've just been real fortunate to, to be able to coach these men and women. And, uh, you know, one good thing I think that, that happens is as you have success, the new players that really don't know anything about the success you've had, uh, they basically just kind of inherit, you know, what previous teams have. They kind of put it on their shoulders to, to try to keep this thing going. And that to me is, um, a credit to the student athletes that we've had. We've had a really good special group of athletes that want to keep this thing going. And I think this is breaking news because I didn't know this until after Maria won the national championship. We were sitting in the media room and the guy from the ITA had mentioned something about Orlando. This isn't over for Maria. <laughs> she gets to keep playing? Uh, the ITA Fall Nationals are uh, the first week of uh, November. So they're in uh, So who's Orlando. involved with it, that? It just never ends. I mean, no, I'm kidding. What's that? Well, who's involved with that? That is the best players in Division One. Um, that is the ITA uh, Cup champion, Maria. Um, and then uh, a few more, it's just a singles event this year. It's not a doubles event. And then there's a few uh, at-large entries based on you know top 20 D1 type players, things of that nature. So um, it's a very uh, you know prestigious event to be in. And uh, it's gonna be down in Orlando uh, early November. And um, Maria is one of those that there's no telling how well she could go down there and do, you know, because don't forget damage. she won the junior college national championship yep. in Tyler. Now she's won the NAI national championship yep. at GGC. So she's don't, she, nobody's want to see her name on their side of the bracket. She could. I mean, she could, She puts us in position to get number thirty. How about that? So uh, you know, it's it's definitely going to be tough. But uh, she's extremely. Um, motivated she's working extremely hard she's extremely focused um you know if anybody can do it she could be the one absolutely looking forward to that uh we we will keep everybody um uh, updated on the situation in in orlando we'll, we'll stay tuned to social media you guys, you guys do a great job with that too as yep. well yep. um so season not over for for all the grizzlies just yet correct but while i have you sitting sure. here I, I want to get the the people a little yes. fired up for the spring. I know it's, okay. I know it's for still it was October still. Yeah. But but let's not forget the nation's longest winning streak still resides in Lawrenceville. That's 123 right. victories in a row for men's tennis. Yep. I believe we're still the the defending COVID national champions. I mean when the when COVID hit and they canceled the season, we were still number one in both polls. We. When you look at the polls, when COVID hit, we were ranked one. Are you are we are you claiming on this show today that we're the 2020 national champions of the NAI? I love how you do this. Um, yeah. Why not? Absolutely. Sure. Call Doug. Let's put it on I the mean, we were ranked one when COVID hit. Um, we're the COVID national champions. Why not? Why not? So men and women. So what's uh what what do we look? We'll Will you give me that banner? Spring, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get you one. What's it gonna look like? Uh, duct tape and sharpie. Is that what? There you go. Is that there pretty you go. Good? A little mask on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. It's good stuff. Um, no, but heading into uh, spring 21, I feel really good about both programs. Obviously, uh, we'll start with the men since you referenced the win streak. Obviously, 123. We got to keep this thing rolling. Um, we got some good, um, really high-level players that are going to be joining us in January. We have some returners that are going to be joining us 
uh, back in January. We have our, our, our guys who were successful this fall. So we have a really good makeup of talent. Uh, for me, it's just really going to come down to, you know, how hard are these guys willing to put in the effort? How hard are they going to work? Because, you know, I think there's a couple teams that are, um, you know, going to be in the mix. So really it just comes down to preparation, who's working harder and who's really, who really wants it more. Uh, because you can't really put a uh, measure on hunger in terms of how bad you want it. So uh, my biggest thing is, um, you know, it's sure we've had a lot of success, but we got to keep this thing going. Uh, as Neil Hodges, my dad would say, as, as soon as you get fat and happy, that's when you get beat. So I'm trying to uh, take that you know mindset out of our guys. And for the women, um, man, we were really, really good last year. Um, and I know that uh, COVID hit, but you know I felt like we were. It could have been one of maybe the best team we've ever had in, in women's tennis history. Um, we are able to retain a good good amount of those female players, and we do have some really, really good ones coming in. So I'm um, you know ecstatic about our women's tennis program and what we're going to bring to the table. Um, you know, I think the future is really bright. We're going to have some young players coming in. They're going to be really competing for a top six spot. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to be uh, happy because as a coach, you know, you may have eight or ten on the roster. Not all, all of them can play, but I feel like we're going to have a, a really good team dynamic where they're going to be competing uh, within themselves to break into that lineup. And sometimes that's the best type of mentality you can have as a team in terms of, you know, kind of battling with your teammates to make that lineup. So uh, I think that we'll force each other to get better, and uh, I'm excited for both programs. Chase, thank you so much for being on the show today. We had a blast in Rome. Looking forward to the spring season with you and the Grizzlies. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate all that you do. Go Grizz. So if these are the Mahoney twos, yes. what do the Hodges threes look like? Well, I got a son coming in a couple Ooh. weeks, and he's already got the Hodges threes. Oh, no. It's going to be awesome. He's already got them. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait. We'll be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. Good luck. Thank you.